0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host, So Sad Today. Today I'm having a ripe, juicy peach. Um, that's all that's happening here. Basically, it's peach season again, I think. I don't know. The peaches have started to emerge. They're starting to come back. Um, I don't think they're quite, you know, this one's a little, it's a little hard. Um, the way I like to eat a peach is to take my plastic knife because I love plastic silverware. And also that's what you get at the supermarket where I will go purchase the peach rather than just having them at home. You know, one may say that it's very, I have a very French style of eating where I go pick up the foods that I need for the day that day, except for, um, I'm going to a big American steroid market as opposed to the farmer's market. Um, by the way, you may hear some crazy sneezing. Piccolo has been having sneezing fits in the back of the car. Um, he's in the back seat chilling on his little, he's got a little lumberjack blanket and he's back there. Um, and he's been having sort of, I don't know, like compulsively sneezing, um, pickle, by the way, not the sneezing element, but, um, I have figured out through the powers of the internet that my dog definitely has compulsive disorder, um, compulsive tail chasing, um, compulsive licking, um, you know, he's anxious. I've always known he's anxious, but, and dogs, I, I've, I've read dogs can't, don't have OCD because they don't really think so they don't have the obsessive component but they definitely use compulsive behaviors to soothe themselves just like mama um, and it's like I wonder like did I choose the dog who was like me or have I, I have I made him like me um, he definitely was always very from the moment we got him I mean he was definitely always pretty, um, pretty crazy. Um, but it's like, you know, he was on good behavior the first couple days that we had gotten him. Like I was like, Oh, this dog doesn't bark. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know how much he like took on. I I blame myself largely. Um, I mean, I know that he has past trauma. Like that is obvious, but I just, sometimes I'm like, have I done, I don't know. Like, have I inflicted my own neuroses on him? Like, is because I don't think he was always a compulsive tail chaser, or like he'll hallucinate, like little, or he'll like go for dust mites in the air or bugs. Um, he's constantly scratching to alleviate anxiety because it it'll release a bit of. um brain chemical for him I think serotonin that then like soothes him like he's literally I'm like oh we are the same like pickle is basically like you know smoking cigarettes and like um you know soothing himself with food and you know becoming an alcoholic and drug addict and then just like having sort of low-grade process addictions of, like, Nicorette and weird food rituals, You know, like, we're we the same. Our life trajectory, we're the same. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Did I do it to him or did I just sort of suss it out in him? And I was like, yes, you will be mine. I really don't know. Um, I know that I've given him a lot of love, but I, I still feel guilty. Like, I hope that I have not sort of, I hope that he has not taken on my my neuroses or like looked looked at me and been like this is how my mother self soothes you know what I have to say I hate saying dog mom like when people are like my fur babies not that pickle isn't my fucking son I mean this motherfucker is wedged deeply into my heart He is carved in there. I I can't imagine loving, I know people always like, yeah, I thought I loved my dog and then I had children. I mean, I, I don't know, but that's great. Good for you. I'm glad that was your journey. Pickle is my child. But like, I, I, I don't like the whole fur baby thing. Like it just, uh, it doesn't work for me. Um, or like dog mom, like number one dog mom. Like I just, I can't, I can't get involved with that. Um, also, you know, pickles kind of like, I also, even though he's like the least man's best friendy kind of dog and he's more like devil who looks like an angel, Like, I still like to think, like, you know, I'm not just his mom. We're also, like, we're pals. Like, we're pals for life, you know? Like, that, too. Like, pickle, Pickle's my friend. So, I don't know. And you don't want to be friends with, like, if you're a mom. It's, like, the people who are, like, friends with their kids. It's, like, I don't know. It's just not good. You know, you got to be, like, a mom if you're going to be a mom. Which is why I don't want to be a mom. Because I don't want to be a mom. I want to be, you know, whatever. I don't want to discipline or, like... I'm like god forbid like someone doesn't like me. Um anyway. So he's in the back seat. He I think the sneezing fit has ceased. The other night I had a dream where like pickle's behavior was just like far exceeded um what we could handle. Um, and that I like gave him to this woman. But then as soon as I gave him to her, I was like, oh my God, I've made a grave mistake. And I tried to get him back, but she wouldn't give him back. It was terrible. And then waking up and finding and having his warm little sleeping honey colored body and floppy Dorito suede Dorito ears pressed against me. I was like, thank you, God. That's one thing I love about having bad dreams like when you wake up and realize, Oh, there he goes. That's a sneeze. Um, when you wake up and realize that they are not true, it's, it's a lovely thing. So yeah, so I'm having a peach talking about my dog. This is a very wholesome episode. It's a very wholesome episode. I love peaches. Peaches might be my favorite fruit. Sometimes I do something really disgusting to them. All right. Like all the time. Where okay, so I take them, I slice it with my plastic knife, which I have done. I've got the four peach slices now on my lap, um, and then I will put Splenda on them. I know that's really fucked up. I've like I take a peach and I make it into like a weird diet gummy peach, but it's just look, I'm just being honest with you. You know, it's better to be real, I think about your fake sugar intake than to like, pretend that I'm like a, some natural organic bitch. And this peach is in no way organic. I, organic fruit, like it's just not American and roided up enough for me, you know, like it's, by the way, I'm driving around talking about a peach with a peach on my lap and a sneezing dog in the back um, of the car. It's like, you know, this is the California dream. Not only that, a diet peach, uh, with some Splenda sprinkle, a peach with some Splenda sprinkled on I mean, this is when people talk about moving out West and manifest destiny, you know, the gold rush, this is the gold rush, baby driving around in a car with, um, two tires that look like pancakes oh with a, with a peach with a peach covered in fake sh- fake sweetener in your lap and a sneezing dog in the back this is this is what it's all about you know this is when they talk about the dream the california dream all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray this is this is what this is this is what i ca- this is what i came here for i kind of feel like my whole life in la is just like driving around like intent on going some like no like feeling like I'm going somewhere but yet like never going anywhere like I'm just sort of always like driving nowhere even though like there is allegedly a destination like I just get like mired in like this other sort of like vortex not just traffic but just Like the lack of seasons and just like it's just like a giant palm tree has like reached out its fronds and just sort of like trapped me in its its frondiness and I'm just kind of going nowhere. I mean, like, you know, I mean, my life is like definitely meaningless. I'm pretty aware of that lately. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for some news. Like I'm just waiting on, so I'm just like waiting, like just driving and waiting, you know, um, I also feel like my coping, my ability to cope with life has gotten to the point like, I, I'm just like, it's like, I'm not even here. I feel like I'm just not even on the earth. Um like I keep losing like my wallet and debit card. Like I just I was never really like a loser of stuff, but like I I feel like it's sort of indicative of the fact that I'm I'm sort of like van vanishing off the planet to a large degree. Like I'm just sort of poof, you know, like my new co- my that's my coping mechanism is just like disappearance, you know? Like I'm just vaporizing vaporizing and vanishing. Um but unfortunately I do still have a body. Um Today I went. This morning I went to uh, my dermatologist. Uh, the fetus—he's in the so sad today book. He—he he looks he sort of looks like if Martin Short and a fetus had a baby. When I moved here, I like had never done like Botox or like injections or any of that shit. Um, like none of my friends in New York did that stuff. And I got here and I went to go see him for my chin zits. Cause it's always good for me to have like a chin zit point person. And so I went to him and like, he kind of like, you know, he gave me some stuff for my zits or whatever. He, we just like checked in. This was, this was when I first moved here six years ago. And then he was like, so, uh, you going to do anything about that? And like pointed to the lines on my forehead. And I was kind of like, um, no, I'm fine. Um, and then like literally, that was like my welcome, that was like my welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome to Los Angeles. You are not enough in another way that you thought you might be, you know, that you've never considered not be. There's always new ways to not be enough in this world. That is, that is the beauty of the world. There's always a new way to not be enough. So anyway, so yeah, so he, so then like, So all I could see when I looked in the mirror for the next like month and a half was, uh, or two months was, was these lines. So then I went to him and I was like, all right, just fucking inject me with the poison. Um, and that was how it, and so it began. And you know, once you do compulsive people know this, once you do a beauty thing to oneself, you can't like and and if and if it looks good you can't stop doing it you know so it's just i feel like my life is just like accruing i just accrue more and more things that that then i then think are necessary that i have to do to like make myself okay on the planet only it doesn't become about when i do these things it's not that i think i look good it's more that they become like the status quo for me, and that I'm afraid to not do them, or because I'll, I'll be disgusting. So it's not a plus; it's the fear of a minus. That's sort of my whole life, you know. That there's very, there's very little pluses. It's all about the fear of a minus. So, anyway, so I went to him this morning because um, I wo- I I awoke with um, well actually I've had him for a couple of days with two giant chin zits um. One they're so it's it's interesting these chin zits. They're they're huge. They're um they're uh, one's blueberry size and one is like one's of like a big blueberry one small. I mean they're they're not fucking around. Like they was I wouldn't even call them zits. Um but so I wouldn't so I went to I went over to go see him to get them injected so he could shoot them up with cortisone and pop them. Um because number 1 I have a big meeting next week and um, I just, I can't like go and I have to like talk like in like a brightly lit room and I just can't be like talking in a brightly lit room. The thing about these zits, what's so interesting about them, what makes them special is that they are symmetrical, like they are exactly what they're 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 equidistant or i don't know how you say it i'm not very good at like you know the thing the protractor or the plane you know the graphing i need like a graphing calculator to explain this to you but it's basically like remember graphing calculators did you guys have them like ti 80 whatever i used to they were great to cheat with like in like high school physics or whatever you used them for because then it was like you know you could like sneak all the information in there it was like early computer you know But anyway, so these zits are like, they're parallel, they're, it basically, it looks like my chin has a pair of tits, like they are equidistant on, they're on the same x-axis, you know, they're on, that's what it is, they're on the same x-axis, and so, um, you know, it's just like, it's, it, it, it looks almost as though it's like a piercing or something, I don't know, but anyway, so I just, there's no way I can fucking go talk to people with like, when I have like boobs on my chin you know like it just that's not gonna work for me so I went to go see the fetus um the fetus like I don't I feel like he's he never has patience. like I called this morning they're like and she's the woman's like yeah you come in at 10 or 11 like she like I feel like I'm the only person in Los Angeles who goes to this man like he just never he, he like never has clients or whatever So I drove, yeah, so I went to go see him, and then, um, and then when I went into the park, and and basically, like, then I had, like, so then I had, like, blood dripping out of them, which would be cool. Like, he didn't clot them up well enough, and I didn't really realize, and it would have been cool to have, like, blood dripping out of them, I mean it wouldn't be like totally vampiric. Cause that would have to be like dripping out of the corners of my mouth. But it w- it would have been cool to have like blood dripping down my shin. Like I would have like taken a picture and like put it on Insta um, at real Melissa Broder, follow me. But, um, but it wasn't just blood. It was, it was like, mo- it was like a pus situation. It it was, you know, it was like if a vampire like was a zit, like it just wasn't, it wasn't, um, quite cool and goth enough for, like, an Instagram experience, um, and so, then I went into, like, the parking garage, and I was, like, talking to the attendant, and he was looking at me weird, and, like, when I got in the car, I, like, touched my chin, I was, like, why is it all moist, and I realized I had, like, pus and blood, like, dripping down my chin, and, um, frightened this poor attendant, who, I mean, he works in West Los Angeles, so I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's seen many a, a person, I mean, even just walking the streets, like the amount of sort of, 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 uh, filler going on, you know, there, he, I'm sure he sees a lot of weird shit, but, um, but I, you know, I, I, had like pathogens. I was, I was very pathogeny. And so I guess it was like a little, I don't know. He looked a little, he looked startled. He looks, he looked a little chagrined. Um, yeah, and like then, you know, that, that mean that's that's me making meaning. Like, I'm just like, and I was almost happy about it. Like, I wasn't happy to have the zits, but I like w- awoke and I was like, you know, what is life? And then, like, I had the zits and I was like, oh, good, I'm gonna channel all my free floating anxiety about the future and like existential whatever. I'm gonna put it in these zits and then I'm gonna go to the guy and I'm gonna get him taken care of. And like, my life has a purpose and like you know I mean I didn't like actually think these things in a linear way but like that's what was going on subtextually you know like it was like it the meaning of the zits you know life is either like meaningless or zits it's like you either it's either it's either like a big sort of vacuous void or you have like zits and then you like the zits get bloody and like the zits go away and then like you kind of find something else to I don't know I think I I was talking last week that the perfume samples, I think, are coming to an end. Um, And they are. I think. I don't know. Maybe that's just what addicts always tell themselves. They're like, just one one more. But um, now I'm like, I think I'm getting obsessed with a giant cactus. Like, I want a giant cactus. I feel like if I get a giant cactus, then I'll be whole. You know? Like, once I have that perfect cactus, then, like, all doubt will be smoothed over regarding the future. Um, it will, what else will it do? What else am I, what other meaning am I attaching to it? You know, everything, everything. All the internal holes will be plugged. Um, I will feel comfortable in my own skin. Um, I'll be cool with reality. Um, I won't have fear um or doubt or longing or lack. Um, you know, that's what that cactus is gonna do. I mean, that's what the perfume samples are supposed to do. That's what the new sweatpants were supposed to do, that's what the popping of the zip you know, it's like all these things. But I mean what's the alternative? You know, I feel like the what what is the alternative? The alternative is just walking around knowing that like nothing is ever gonna do that? No. I mean that that that's too heavy. And look, this is coming from a person who fucking meditates twice a day. You know, like I'm not, I'm not not trying. Like I'm deep in, I'm deep in the non-attachment game. You know, I'm deep in it. But it's like, I guess I'm a very attachy person. You know, I guess I've just got a very hungry emptiness within is, you know, that's the deal. So you know, the cactus that is my next sort of item on the agenda of trying to, um, feel a sense of peace. I mean, I think the only time that I'm like, I, I, I get that peace for like a sustained ish amount of time is like, Real, it's really what you have to, like, it's when I'm out of myself, you know? But not just out of myself. I mean, because there's many ways to get out of oneself, right? We can, like, try to, like, fragrance oneself out of oneself, purchase oneself out of oneself, hobby oneself out of oneself. Like, I don't know. This morning, I was actually, I woke up sad this morning. So sad today. Um, I woke up sad this morning because I had a dream about an old ex of mine, very old, who I don't talk to anymore. Um, from the very, very, very past, way, way long ago, and, um, in the dream, I think he has children now, and in the dream, like, he was divorced, and I met his children, and then he, I don't know, he, like, wanted to, like, have sex, and the sex was good, which is just such a mind fuck because, like, I mean, he was my first, and, like, I don't know, I actually... I mean, I know he doesn't listen to this, but like it was, you know, I was just so, I was so anorexic at the time and had no idea how to experience pleasure with another human being. I mean, I still don't really, but I hadn't quite learned yet how to like, you know, dissociate enough from myself so as to be able to have an orgasm with another person. Like I hadn't figured that out yet that I could like, I could just kind of be masturbating um you know, while having sex and and then not be as afraid to um I guess be vulnerable. If you can call that vulnerable if you can call dissociating while having sex with another person vulnerability. I, I don't know. I actually um but yeah, so like and then I like I was kind of like listless this this, this this morning, um, prior to the fetus and I like I was like maybe I need to like I learn how to knit like, do I become one of those knitters? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make, like, cute matchbooks so it's, like, it's, like, 830 in the morning and I'm, like, cutting things out of magazines and gluing them on kitchen matches with, like, sparkle. Like, the shit was just out of fucking control, you know? I'm not a good crafter. I can't cut, like, uh, like I'm not neat enough. Um... I've never been like a good hand eye coordination, you know. Like I just, if somebody's gonna be the person to like cut things out of magazines and like glue them onto a kitchen matches, this is a good idea, by the way. Um, there's a store in Los Angeles called Candle Delirium, and they sell these cute match books. I have one with Medea on it. I love Medea. Um, I have one with Medea on it and one with Prince on it. Like you know, they make these, they take these like kitchen matches and glue like cute thingies on them and then like sell them for like, you know, the kitchen match probably cost them like 10 cents and then they sell them for a couple bucks. Um, but you can, so I was like, I'm going to make my own like this. Was, so it's like eight thirty in the morning and I'm like making my own match and it just didn't work. And I'm like, what, what, what is going on here? Um, and then I was like, all right, what are you running from? And it was like, Oh, the sadness of, you know, this dream. Um, And sometimes it's funny because these dreams, these, like, sexual, romantic, lovey dreams, like, you know, it's, like, sometimes you're, like, I'm way over this person and then you're, the dream is, like, actually, no, you're not. But with this, I mean, it's, like, I did the, like, getting back together and breaking up for, I mean, many, many times, many years ago. Like, I've been over it and then I've been over being over it. And then I've been over being over being, you know, like, there have been so many obsessions since this person who wasn't even an obsession it was like a very lovely requited kindly you know it was like it was a kind and loving relationship so of course it was like hard for me to actually take in because um so then oh yeah and then this one so then I'm like googling fear of intimacy um and it was like I know I have fear of intimacy but it was actually interesting like googling the fear of intimacy I found a good I was like oh shit I really do um you know like I was like oh shit I really do have like like I know I'm always saying I have fear of intimacy but I was like damn like um there were some things but where's the article okay it was on some site Psych Alive and they were like why okay why do positive feelings trigger fear of intimacy I texted it to myself I was like I'm always texting myself um like things that are gonna like you know, tell me what's, what, what's wrong. Um, but, um, actually that's not true. I don't, I, I am always texting myself things, but it's, I'm not usually looking outside myself for what's wrong so much anymore. I kind of have my practices, but this morning, you know, post dream, I was just like, maybe fear of intimacy. Um, but there was, there was an interesting thing. Okay. Here's one part that I thought was interesting. And then I'll get to the part that I wanted to tell you about, um, you know, the only time that, the counterintuitive time that, that I can feel at peace, but, um, all right. Um, it may be surprising to learn that the real resistance to intimacy often doesn't come from the acts of our partners, but from a lurking enemy within us. I mean, I already knew that, you know, I am definitely the enemy. Um, and it lurks baby the problem is that the positive way a lover sees us often conflicts with the negative ways we view ourselves sadly we hold on to our negative self-attitudes and are resistant to being seen differently because it is difficult to for us to allow the reality of being loved to affect our basic image of ourself we often build up a resistance to love i was like same z's same of course okay so these negative core beliefs are based on deep-seated feelings we developed in early childhood of us being essentially bad, unlovable, or deficient. Check, check, check. Um, okay, while these attitudes may be painful or unpleasant, at the same time, they are familiar to us. Yes. And we're used to them lingering in our subconscious. All right, so, as adults, we mistakenly assume these beliefs are fundamental and therefore impossible to correct. So I'm just like, Amen amen sister then they have like all the symptoms you of fear of intimacy I had like all of them okay um but wait there was one more part that I thought was really interesting and it was about ah okay um our capacity to accept love and enjoy loving relationships can also be negatively affected by existential issues when we feel loved and admired we start to place more value on ourselves and begin to appreciate life more this can lead us to feel more pain about the thought of death. Mm. We fear both the loss of our loved one and of ourselves, and in the process, many of us unconsciously pull back from our relationships. Fear of death tends to increase the fear of intimacy. I was like, oh, that's like, yeah, yeah, dude, yep, mm-hmm, that's right, amen. Um, yeah, so that was that's on a site called psychalive.org. And it says fear and the title is fear of intimacy, understanding why people fear intimacy. And it's the first, um, result on Google search for, I think it's the first result on Google search for fear of intimacy, at least on my phone. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, so, so like there's that, right? There's, and then there's like kind of the thing that results from fear of intimacy, which is like wanting, like, like, like faux intimacy, which I love, which is really because it's like real intimacy, I have to actually be present with myself. Disgusting. But like feigned intimacy is about all about adrenaline. So you get to get out of yourself. Yay. So like that, I get, I understand that dichotomy, but then I do think, okay, so there is another way that I, I am able to like find peace, but it's very counterintuitive. And that way is just is, and I've mentioned it before. It's being of service to other people. You know, it's, it's, um, how it's helping others. And, to me, it always seems so counterintuitive. Like, I'm like, wait, the hole is in me. I feel like shit. Now I gotta go help somebody else? Like, oh. You know, and I do believe, like, to a certain extent, we should we need to, like, fasten our own seatbelt before on the... You know, like, you're supposed to put your own mat- oxygen mask on before you help someone else. But I've also... F- and, like, I... And there are definitely, like, I could see it being very, like, codependent if it's, like, you're always, like, focused on other people's problems and not your own. But... When I'm feeling like shit and I, like, reach out to find out how, like, somebody else is doing. Even though, like, I don't want to. That's, like, the last thing I want to do. I'm, like, human contact. Like, I don't even have the strength. Like, I'm, like, I don't even have the strength for me. How am I supposed to have the strength? It works. That shit gets me out of my shit. Because here's the thing. It's, like, if I spend more than, like... 10 seconds thinking about myself, and basically my entire life is spent thinking about myself, but if I spend more than 10 seconds thinking about myself, like, it's going to go real dark real fast, you know, like, it it spirals into a negative terror of the future, and both feelings and thoughts of doom, I guess the, it goes thought, then feeling, I could go, I guess it goes brief thought, then doom feeling, then thoughts about the doom feeling, you know, etc., But If I can reach out and, like, reach out and touch somebody. If I can, like, you know, get in touch with somebody who might be, like, suffering too. I don't want to say, like, suffering worse because we all suffer in, like, different ways. But, you know, just, like, check in or just, like, or, like, show up. Then, like, the thing is, is I'm not thinking about me for two seconds. And any time I can be not thinking about me as much as like, you know, I'm all I think about and like, um, you know, some part of me must love to think about me. Um, or I wouldn't be like talking to myself alone in a car, you know, and then like broadcasting it. I mean, yeah, like clearly obsessed, but when I can like any respite from thinking of me, is going to be good it's just gonna be good so uh I don't know you know it's like it's um doesn't seem like it would work but it does so on that note um you know wishing you uh some meaning in your in your lives this week I I think it's annoying that we have to make our own meaning I mean that's why I'm like you know that's why I was like gluing shit onto matches at 8:30 in the morning. You know, if we didn't have to make our own meeting, meaning I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been doing the gluing, you know, and thank God for stickers. I fucking love stickers. Cause you know, while I can't cut anything on a straight line, I can still play with stickers. Um, and I will see you on the flip side. That is all. Bye bye.